0: Hey everybody, Eric Bischoff here. And have you heard about Strictly Business? Strictly Business is a brand new weekly series exclusively on adfreeshows.com. Join me and my co host, John Elba, every Tuesday as we take a deep dive into the business of the professional wrestling business. And this is some straight up business talk here, no fanboy nonsense. We discuss television contracts, advertising, licensing, and, of course, the highly debated ratings. So if you want an unfiltered, brutally honest, anti-fanboy understanding of the professional wrestling industry, well, Strictly Business is the series for you. And hey, if Elon Musk likes my tweets, and he did, (laughs) you're going to love Strictly Business. Sign up now. And listen at adfreeshows.com.
2: Howdy, folks. Double J here. That's right. That's J E double M. J A double R E double T. And you know me, me,
0: that D to the O to the double G, the road dog Jesse James together once again with that double J. Jeff, what are we going to be doing?
2: Oh, folks. The Oh You Didn't Know podcast and the My World podcast are getting together again. That's right. The band is back together and we're going on tour. The Ain't We Great Tour 2022. Oh, Vegas. The Nerd Bar. Sunday, May 29th. VIP doors at 11. Show starts at 2. We're going to have a swag bag. You know what a swag bag is? I don't even know, but I'm you interested. Know what you a swag had bag. me at
0: hello. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Folks, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to tell stories, candidly, that we'll never, ever tell on the podcast. Come on out. We'll call a little pregame before the pay-per-view. The double or nothing
0: pay-per-view. You talk about a weekend of doubles. Double J. The real double J. Double or nothing. Come party with us first. If you ain't down with that, I got three words for you.
2: Buy the tickets? Oh, no. Ain't we
0: great.
1: Head to DoubleJLive.com or RoadDogLive.com for more
0: information and tickets. That's DoubleJLive.com or RoadDog.com with two G's for tickets
1: you love wrestling podcasts but hate all the ads? Well, you can get all the great podcasts early and ad free at adfreeshows.com. It only starts at nine bucks a month, but you get exclusive series at adfreeshows.com, like Title Chase, Eric Fires Back, Conversations with Conrad, and tons more, and a chance to interact with your favorite podcast hosts every month. See for yourself why thousands of other wrestling fans say adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling. Adfreeshows.com. Hey, Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to my world. And of course we couldn't do it without the hall of famer, your friend and mine, double J Jeff Jarrett. Jeff, how are you, man? Woo. Woo. I feeling like a full horseman today. Conrad ready to get
2: you stirred up, fired up.
1: Oh, okay. Crickets already. How you doing pal, man? I'm excited to be here because we're talking about a really, I don't know unbelievable story. And it feels like we've told so many unbelievable stories just so far, you know, on the show, Jeff, but this one might be one of the most unlikely of all, would you agree with that?
2: Okay. Conrad, I got to stop you already. We're getting granular. I'm going off the rails. You're going to ask me what time it is. And we're going to go build us a Swiss, uh, grandfather clock. You ready for this? Yep. So you might've seen on my social media over the weekend Pax East
1: Conrad. Okay.
2: I didn't know what it was. I'm assuming you weren't really in tune with what PAX East is. Are you?
1: Nope.
2: So it's a video game conference. Uh, It's a mega deal. They have a PAX West out in Seattle, but it's a, it's a, it's in the video game world. It's their version of, we'll call it Wrestlecade or Wrestlecon. It's a huge convention. They have new games, independent publishers. It's a gaming conference. And so a guy walked by the booth who is a ad-free member and he did a double take. (laughs) and he goes Jeff what are you doing here (laughs) and I said come on over here let's chat so like all ad free members we chatted each other up and uh he brought up remember when Conrad early in those podcasts kind of called you Forrest Gump and I go I do (laughs) yeah i was already chuckling he goes now you just i i, I just gotta ask so the game WrestleQuest. quest you can go to wrestlequest.com i started explaining to him it's a japanese role-playing game first of its kind never been done in wrestling and as we're working our way and having the discussion and the patrick kiki shout out to him he's the voiceover he does over 95 voices in the game uh it, he's really talented it, it, the whole team james and Andy and Zach and the whole mega key mega cat team shout out to them. But as I'm talking about it, then all of a sudden Conrad, I pulled up the little screen grab and there it is right in living and live color. Conrad Thompson in the podcast world. Conrad,
1: how's it feel to be in a Japanese role-playing game? Uh, well, I didn't know that that was a thing, um, that I would ever talk about. So yeah, it, it, it was, uh, not what i expected uh, but yeah, yeah a, a, an awesome surprise it's really cool to uh to see that be a thing and WrestleQuest is coming your way sooner rather than later
2: yeah no anyway the, so so the story and the the whole forrest gump and you that you were talking about uh, the hall of fame is our subject today and it is a uh buddy in 2018 uh, early when this all started to unravel yes i was in amazement but uh, i got to have a good chat with ad free members who are also gamers so pax east was an absolute blast did an autograph uh, signing up in hartford this past saturday got to see a lot of my old buddies jay lethal was in the house got to catch up with him we always have a good time good laugh uh tully blanchard a, a fellow four horseman conrad Correct. Yep. He said right now, we were in the same room set Well, Ron Simmons, Jake, the snake, but, uh, yeah, they put the Horsemen in one group. That's me and Tully. Uh, <laughs> Conrad, can you tell I'm in a good mood on a Monday morning?
1: I can tell you're in a good mood. Lots of fun stuff going on. Of course, uh, shoes, is where you can pick up tickets. They're on sale right now for Jeff's Springfield baseball experiment. And boy, you're doing another little fun idea with your old pal road dog. I can't believe this is real. The ain't we great tour. Is that what we're talking about right now? You guys are coming to Vegas, uh, in just a couple of months, right? Double doublejlive.com Double right
2: there at the nerd, uh, right before, uh, double J's are going on right before double or nothing. So it's Sunday, uh, starts at clue, uh, two VIPs at 11. Gonna have a lot of fun telling stories. Uh, road dog, uh, got into a conversation the other day and I said, save it you've got to say that in Vegas. This story that you would never hear with him and cats. Ever ever ever. Uh, I think he's going to have that story for us. We're we're looking forward to a, a great time. And hey man, since I don't think it was out last week, uh I have it logged in my calendar. Top guy weekend. It's
1: coming top your guy. way, man. Can't believe it. Hey. We had such a good time last year and we're doing it again. If you remember over at adfreeshows.com and a top guy You'll get to join us, uh, this August in Chicago. One more time. How about that, Jeff?
2: There's some shoulder programming going on up there, but, uh, look the, uh, double J and roadie, that video spot that was done the top guy weekend, uh, shout out to the entire ad free team. Um, super talented group of fellers you've got together, Conrad and a bunch of hardworking individuals. So let's roll today, brother.
1: So back to our regular scheduled program, uh, <laughs>
2: Forrest Gump, life is a box of
1: chocolates. Well, did you ever think you were going to get this, the call from the WWE to, to join the hall of fame? It feels a little far-fetched a little, uh, right down the alley of my favorite fiction writer,
2: Mr. Dave Meltzer. This is straight out of a science fiction novel. No, Conrad, never No, all kidding aside. Never, ever did I, I just Look, um, we'll dive off into it. Uh, The WWE Hall of Fame, uh, yes, there is a large component that it is business-driven. Vince always does what's best for business, but it's also a situation that, look, uh, it's no secret. Whoever goes in, um, the final say is the final say, just like everything else in that organization. So, no, I did not think it would ever happen Uh, in my lifetime, that's for sure.
1: But I'll I'll tell you, and we've joked about it on the show. And I even said it last week, you know, if cats have nine lives, Jarrett's have 10, uh, (laughs) I want to set the stage and we're going to get super personal here, but you're comfortable with it. October 26th, 2017 it's reported that you've checked into WWE sponsored rehab. Uh, it was reported at the time that you showed up to a real Canadian wrestling show in Calgary three hours later. And you had passed out backstage and ended up in, in no position to wrestle. And boy, this is just an ugly moment in time. And it comes one week after it seems like you were removed from impact wrestling announcing you're no longer a part of the company and the global force rebrand was not happening. This is, uh, there's a lot of peaks in Jeff Jarrett's life. There's a few valleys. This has to be one of them. And, and who would have thought, man, just right around the corner, look how, woof! quite a story here. Is it not?
2: Oh, the grand weaver, uh, God works in mysterious ways. And this was absolutely one of them. You talked about peaks and valleys and we've covered a lot of them, uh, on the podcast in your eloquent way. Uh, but without question, um, the absolute, low point of my professional career embarrassing humiliating um uh, you reference passed out backstage Uh, a lot of folks uh may or may not be aware but there's uh there's a there's a term used called blackout
1: drunk yeah uh
2: so that that means you can be uh on your feet talking walking uh maybe not uh (laughs) with complete dexterity but uh, that was a situation conrad i was a mess it was a mess um uh, some folks know some folks don't i had um, gone to 6 weeks prior to this of uh, it's called iop I- iop intensive outpatient uh treatment uh so i hadn't had any alcohol in my system uh for 6 weeks five, five or 6 weeks uh, got on a plane headed up to calgary Uh, Made the first flight just fine. Uh, Didn't even think about it. Second flight delayed, another delayed, not delayed, not an excuse, just kind of recounting the story. And that was the beginning of the end uh, when the uh, wonderful uh, airline stewardess said uh, in seat 2A, uh, I have the boarding pass, Conrad. Uh, Can I get you anything? We got to get a drinks in before we take off. And I didn't truly out of reaction uh, gave her my drink order. And, uh, that was the beginning, uh, of my, uh, last drunk, as they say. So Conrad, it was a mess. Calgary. Supposed to go up to Edmonton the following day. Uh, there was, there was a, a, uh, uh immigration something about, uh, but I think that actually worked in my favor cause I got back on the plane the following morning, Saturday morning, flew back to Minneapolis and I was a mess until I, uh, Made the decision. I'll say that. I don't want to get too far ahead. So kind No,
1: of no, uh, this is good stuff because, you know, if we're honest, nobody ever talks about this in wrestling. Everybody wants to just say, well, he had his demons and then we quickly move on. But you're, you know, uh, a shining example of what's possible and, uh, you know, you're comfortable talking about it. So let's talk about it. You kept your boarding pass. Yep. You still have it. Because it was important to remember this was the moment, right? So,
2: uh, man, we were going to get into it. And I hope I treat this subject with complete respect and, you know, anonymity and everything, but it's my story. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, there is a uh, philosophy, if you will, that I was taught and I listened that i should remember as much as i humanly possible can remember about the darkest time yeah you don't remember it we have quick forgetters you'll repeat it yeah you repeat it and you go back down that dark hole again so um yeah it's something that i i i could uh Probably, sh- I, I, I could remember, I remember much more than I'll share today because it gets into the details, but it was a really ugly four-day situation. And I say four-day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, until I made the decision. But yes, Conrad, uh, kind of that's part, you know me well enough now. It's part of my OCD. <laughs> so text messages, I answer, I remember.
1: <laughs> well, I think it's cool that you kept it though, because, you know, there's these major moments in our lives where you could go left or you could go right. And you yep. made the right decision here and you you held on to that to always remember that I assume but I didn't know that until you just shared that and we talk pretty regular I mean I talk to you more than most anybody and the idea that I didn't know that is is pretty cool um you know listen I'm not trying to glorify uh alcohol or whatever but i am curious what was what was the double j drink of choice was it one of those anything i can get my hands on type deal or i had man this is what i do i like this i'll i'll
2: give you the real cliff notes version of my drinking career okay. uh college basketball player despised the taste of beer i was made fun of oh hungwell morell laughed at me cuz uh, I, I actually, now Conrad, I'm giving you a complete softball here, but you know what I drank the first six months on the road and sipped them Zima close. They weren't out then Bartles and James.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> Bartles and James. My goodness. That's a girl drink. If you're not sure boys and girls.
2: Yes, it is. And yes. then for years, I was a silver bullet guy, um, 39 turning 40 Conrad. And like a lot of us, uh, I look down and go, <clears> Hmm. <throat> this bread in a can ain't doing it for me more. And I did, I straight uh, switched to vodka and then went from vodka to, to rum and, um, rum and Dr. Pepper was my go-to for many, many years. And that was, uh, that's it. Uh, I often get chastised, but from some of my brothers in recovery that like, you just kind of ruined your drinking career on the end before you stopped who in the world would drink rum and Dr. Pepper. But I did, <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that was, uh, that was, that was the drink of choice.
1: And and we, we talked about how it was a a low point professionally. And I know we're not going to get into all the impact and global force stuff, but needless to say that didn't work out as well as planned. But you know, as often the the case with anytime addiction rears its ugly head, it doesn't just affect you from nine to five. This had to be less than awesome for the home life too, right? 24 seven. Um, uh, just
2: some real quirky, wacky stuff, but I, you know, they they often refer to it as you know I was a uh, walking, talking, breathing tornado. And sometimes you're in the eye of it. Sometimes you get caught up in the peripheral. Sometimes you'll have a really bad 24, 36 hours, and then you come, you know, the 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 backwind of it. Oh man, it's a bright, sunny day. But needless to say, it consumed my life. Uh, I was the guy that got up at 5:30. Uh, and and drink alcohol, uh, before I went to Gold's Gym, the same Goals Gym I go to today. So it is a, um, you know, as we're getting into this, and I would wait, real wait, hang sure. on.
1: Your pre workout was rum and Dr. Pepper. Yeah, I got it. Wow.
2: I, 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 Yeah, I, I mean, that's how, uh, so just to give you my viewpoint, and this is my viewpoint, others share it, others don't. I believe the disease of addiction, uh, is truly a disease, yes. it affects the brain. Uh, and, and the, the part of the brain that it affects is the decision-making part, uh, and so, uh, one in nine people, uh, if you want to play the numbers game, uh, are, are have the gene of addiction and out of, so you, if you're one of those nine and out of those, take that group. And now you've got a new group over here, only one in nine of that group actually treat it. So, I feel we talk about cat of nine lives and all that kind of stuff. I feel blessed that, that I've, that I've treated it. But that being said, um, yes, just insane. It's truly insane. You're insane. Uh, I was insane making insane who in their right mind, not me would drink a alcoholic drink and then go do cardio. I,
1: I've never heard alcohol. of that before in my and life. That, it's truly insanity. Like the part of your brain that does that clearly prioritizes health because you're going to work out, but then right before, well, let's just yep. make it as hard as we can. I mean, it's, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's
2: crazy. It really is truly insanity. I,
1: I want to ask this, uh, and you know me in real life. I want to ask this as respectfully as I can, and I'm not saying I, I'm not trying to open anything up here. I just want to ask a question, and and the question is. Do you think that your circumstance, not in general, uh, let me time out and back it up. A lot of wrestlers sometimes blame the lifestyle or the industry of being a professional wrestler and being on the road. Uh, they, they point to that and say, well, this is the reason this happened to me. And others would say, no, I think it was more of a genetic thing. And I'm not asking specifically, did your dad or did your grandma or did your grandpa or whatever, but do you think this was more, the disease of addiction was more inherited genetically or it was a learned behavior that became the disease because you were in wrestling or is it option C something, option else. C? something else that I don't, okay, that I don't I, know.
2: I, I was going to give you option C. I think it's look, uh, there is a lot of folks and I won't name names that have drank for years. And in my opinion and others too, that's called a heavy drinker. Yeah. They don't, uh, you know, disease of addiction is a allergy of the body. An, an obsession of the mind
1: okay. I'm, sure folks,
2: uh, you, I'm sure folks that have been out there you've been around somebody that may or may not or may be allergic to peanuts they're on a plane you can't eat peanuts you, you know they're at the dinner table when, when somebody eats a peanut and they're allergic to it their windpipe expands rapidly and they can literally die on the spot that's an allergy so if you have the disease and you put that alcohol in your allergy, you start making bad decisions But the obsession part of it, there's a lot of folks I've talked to. I mean, I talk to folks all the time. They never were obsessed with it. So me taking a drink before I go to the gym, that categorizes into obsession. So I believe that I was born with it, but I made the decision and I take full responsibility that I'm the one who said, hey, man, I've worked. I've wrestled 18 nights in a row or three nights in a row. I deserve a drink. That's all an excuse. The mind, my mind can rationalize. There's three words that I have learned over the last four or five years that has changed my life in a lot of ways. Rationalize, justify, or minimize. I can do that with any situation. If I do that with any situation, I get in trouble. If I take a step back and go, no, wait a minute. I'm the one who made that decision. Now, today I made the decision not to do that. So.
1: I love that. And I appreciate that we're having this talk because I do think this is an important piece of the story because without this, I don't know that we get where we are, right?
2: Not to, to, uh, I'm, I just believe in a higher power in yeah. God in, in, in divine guidance. It's all a part of my story. Had I not had that four day bad, bad bender. Um, I can't say that I would or I wouldn't, but it, absolutely led me to the path to say enough is enough. And Karen looked at me sitting in that easy chair that I still have downstairs, Conrad, that you've sat in and like, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to treatment. I don't know why I said
1: that. It was your idea, not her idea.
2: Uh, look, she uh, encouraged me and you know, Karen well, so encourage me or dog cuss me or a little bit of everything in between this is out of hand, this is that. And then, you know, go through a period of time, like a lot of folks do. Um, she's the only one, uh, that truly would say, Hey, of course she's my, 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 you know, we're married. She's, she's my wife, but like Jeff enough. And then like a lot of people in relationship, be be a good little boy and then back again and a good little boy and back again. Uh, but yeah. So, so, it was a really rough time. And uh, she looked at me. And then when I said, go to treatment, um, that put the wheels in motion for her. She hammered down.
1: She, she got busy and started making it happen.
2: Bruce and road dog. Those were the calls. Bing, bing. And they put the wheels in motion.
1: Bruce wasn't even with WWE at the time. Oh, I know. Yeah.
2: So, so, so you got to remember Bruce uh, and you, you know, uh, shout out to Conrad and save with, uh, uh, I mean, something to wrestle with, you know, that Bruce was a, a part of the global force and yeah. the, 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 you know, the rebrand and all that. And Bruce were, you know, they had known each other, but Bruce producing Karen, they had, they had a good relationship. And yeah. during that, I'm going to go ahead and say this, uh, during that, um, four day bender, uh, is when, um, before the treatment discussion had taken place, Karen called Bruce and Bruce called you and you said, Hey, well, I'll go I got, get him. Yeah. I'll go get him. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, full disclosure, we're getting into the weeds here, but yeah, that,
1: that was, uh, you know, Bruce knew the machine. Bruce, just to add context, Bruce is in Texas and and, and at the yes. time, and you guys are two hours from my house. So right. when he was like, man, I don't know what to do about Jeff. And I said, well, fuck, I'll go get him. Like you and I had only met each other a couple of times, but I felt like if Karen was calling Bruce, that was her saying, Hey, I need some help. I need some male help. And she, I'm like, well, and, I'll go do it two hours. Yeah. Let's go.
2: And and she knew, okay. To back up even, cause I've even thought, look, she knew me and road Doctor's relationship and he was, I don't say on the other side, but he, he was, he was an employee. Bruce was Switzerland, if you will. Yes. He had a relationship with them, but you know, wasn't all that. He also, Bruce Karen knew when I called the phone, picked up the phone and called Bruce and said, "I need help creatively. Can you come help?" She saw a different side of, "Oh, Jeff really respects this Bruce guy." You yeah, know, she, you, you know, all that. So what you just said, hey, I need some help. Get somebody in here that Jeff's ass will listen to.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, thankfully it worked, and uh, you, you you do go have treatment and and come out of treatment and. I know you you're up early doing cardio, l- doing some reading, looking up some fun quotes and inspirational quotes and getting your mind right for the day. And you're Mr. Positive mental attitude, but coming out of all of that. And so now it's like, now what, right? Is that sort of the idea that, okay, we, we've got our arms around, here's our circumstance, but we got to have a new path for our life because seemingly we've got some stuff in our rearview mirror. What's your thinking at the time?
2: So, boy, I should have worn my granular shirt, but I won't. I won't. In broad strokes, Conrad, all right, I'm going to get back on my feet and sort of see where the world was going to take me. Wrestling business is something I've done my entire life, where I was going to strategize through this, but I'm going to say I, I lean back into uh, 2015. I saw fights, technology, user-friendly, capability, ac- access. I mean, fight to me has always, so I'm not waving the fight flag in 2022, just because of this. And I, I just knew that there is a way that you can monetize sports entertainment via fight. And, and I started then to say, okay, what can I put together here? Now, of course, the one-offs and the bookings and, um, you know, uh, in 2018, uh, it, what a, you know, I did some spoken word tours with Kenny McIntosh over in the UK. Uh, I became the mega champion in AAA, which is a whole nother story that we'll cover, uh, on, on the AAA episode one day. Um, but I'll just say the one-off bookings, Conrad, what was I thinking? It was that, but I began to think of, you know, the, the Apple wallet generation because, um, YouTube, had become so dominant in how I saw my kids watch content, but also in the wrestling space that, you know, WWE's numbers fascinated me six, seven, eight years ago. Uh, Fast forward to 2018. I was just like, this is where folks are consuming their content, whether it's impact, whether it's ring of honor, this is before AEW was really born. Uh, so yeah. So the streaming service and then, uh, just, starting to put the pieces of my, uh, career back together.
1: It's pretty remarkable to think about how all this happened. W- do you remember when you came out of rehab? Like what, what the timeline was of that? Yeah, 21st. What was it? It's December 21st. So, uh, so December 21st, 2017, let's process this guys. December of 2017 fast forward. So February nineteenth, twenty eighteen, and WWE announces you're going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, what? How fast is that, dude? Really, pretty remarkable when you think about it. Well, um,
2: I need to pull up a two thousand eighteen calendar, but if you take a look at the two thousand eighteen, the first Sunday of two thousand eighteen, uh, I was already ready for church, and Karen was in our bathroom finalizing getting ready. And um, I got a text. Hey, man, can you chat for a few minutes? I text back. Sure. Uh, came up in the office that I'm sitting now and uh, had a conversation with the one and only Mark
1: Carano. So before we move on, I want to ask Are you saying that was like Sunday, February 4th? Do you remember that being Super Bowl Sunday? January 4th, Conrad. Oh, wow. My gosh. Even faster when I tell you you 13, 14, 15 days. So it's gotta be hard to even process all of this because we're talking about, again, you go, it's announced that it happened, uh, the, the last week of October, if you will. And then you get out, uh, just a few days before Christmas, come home, do Christmas with the fam, the whole thing. And then January 7th would have been the first Sunday. Okay. My goodness. How fast, you know, and, and listen, we, we talked a few minutes ago about a whole lot of peaks in Jeff Jarrett's life, handful of valleys, but this Valley, man, that's like, I can't even imagine how it must feel because part of you, I'm sure has to feel like, okay, I got my arms around this thing day by day. We're going to keep at it and it's going to get better. But what's next professionally? Like, sure, you know, I, I, I know. the the water under the bridge with Vince, when I put a belly, a gun in his belly and held him up and robbed him blind in the middle of the night. Uh, and then all the stuff, you know, that happened with impact. And now it's like, okay, now what? And that phone rings on a Sunday before church, you see that two Oh three area code and have to think, well, what is this? This Mark Carano offering you this. How does that go? Are you just, do you even have the words? I no Um, so I got to tell a funny story with my partner road dog.
2: Um, so it's a brief conversation and yes, I'm dumbfounded and I hung up and Mark basically said, uh, Hey, we've kind of talked internally. It's going to be up to you, but you know, as far as who's going to induct you, we're, we're kind of thinking road dog. And I said, there is nobody else if, if he's willing to do it. I mean, he's certainly first choice in the first, Hundred choices. Uh, and he goes, Yeah. And he goes, Do you want to call him? You want us to? And I go, Oh, can I? So, <laughs> so he's, Yeah. So I went down the steps, told Karen, she's in looking in the mirror and she looks at me through the mirror. Like, and I tell her the news. She just, she was as shocked as I was, maybe more. But I, I, but I mean, just we both like, What? I mean, it just, it, it, it blew us away. And then, um, I knew that I had a few more minutes. So I text Brian, can you talk now? No, yeah. Yeah. Can you call me now? Something like that. And he's like, I'm walking through the airport. Uh, it was a Sunday. I guess he's headed, headed out. to raw. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, something about, can it wait or something to that effect? I said, it won't take but two minutes. So anyway, he called and I said, dude, you ain't gonna believe this. And so I told him the conversation and I said, uh, I just won't know if you uh, induct me. And, and then he goes, in Brian fashion, wait a minute, Jeff, wait, who's going in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> and I said, me. He goes, no, h- wait. And I mean, like in classic Brian fashion, no, wait, Jeff, are you ribbing me? Because we always have that personality. I said, no pal. And he goes, oh man, God is good. I'll call you later. And literally that was because he was walking down one of the terminals. He, but his first gut reaction is so truthful. Wait, no.
1: Who's really going in? Well, because it feels, you know, I mean, you're just days removed from leaving rehab and the stories that are in the recent memory are less than awesome. And now you're getting the opportunity to go in the hall of fame. It just feels like a movie script a little bit. Does it not
2: crazy? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's surreal. Uh, while I was sitting there thinking about that and I was going to ask you, but I I won't get into that. Sometimes you refer to it as rehab. Sometimes you refer to it as treatment. Other folks refer to it as recovery. So I'll get on my soapbox real quick, but anyway, um,
1: but you're in act like recoveries forever. Right. So you're in recovery right now. Yeah.
2: yeah. When people say rehab and, and I'm you like, think of
1: a shoulder, right? <laughs> right.
2: No, I, I do. That's you rehab a muscle or a knee or a bone, all that. And then treatment is treating the disease and then is for life. And it's funny. Oh God. When did I just have this conversation anyway? But it's funny how I'll listen and I'm uh, listening to you and you'll say you'll refer to it at different times, rehab or treatment and recovery. Uh, that's
1: just, well, they're all interchangeable to me. Uh, but I'm not
2: going to ask you, uh, they are interchangeable to you, right? Well, I mean,
1: recovery is an ongoing thing and, and I have to admit, I'm not like a, a foremost expert, but you know, my story I've, I've put, f- uh, one person in twice and, and two folks in once, uh, w- one was an uncle who's no longer with us. And one was a employee and one was a very personal thing in my life. And, uh, so I, I, have driven four folks or four times there and, and, and taken oh, wow. someone and wrote the check and did the whole thing and went to Al-Anon meetings. And so, I mean, I'm, I, I'm a little bit in the loop, but
2: you I didn't realize that. Yeah. Alan. Yep. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because I mean, here's the thing. It was, uh, you know, it's, it's not, there's children involved, so it's not really my place to share everything, yeah. Yeah. but, but still I had to figure out, Hey, am I helping or hurting? you know, cause there was once upon a time where I thought, well, I can control this and I can fix it and I can keep them from doing what they're doing. And well, that doesn't work. Uh, so while they're out having a good time or so, it seems from our perspective on the outside, we're the ones trying to come behind them with a broom and sweep it up and, and all that. So, and Bruce knew that, which is why when Bruce said, Hey, what should we do? I said, well, I'll go get it. Cause he knew that I had done that a few times in my life and was really comfortable with it and familiar it. and
2: how about that?
1: So I didn't know there was a WWE angle. I was just like, well, I know where to take him, and I know how the blah blah blah. So yeah, 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 Um. Anyway, though, I I don't yeah, mean where were we? Well, I was just wanting to apologize to you if I'm using the words incorrectly. No, no, no.
2: It just caught me because you. Yeah. Anyway, you, you anyway. Never
1: mind. I know recovery is an ongoing process, though, and it's a decision that people deal with every day. And and we're I want to be clear. Jeff and I are not trying to make light of any of this. We're trying to share his story, which has a really great. You know, not that your story's over, but boy, what a happy ending. Um, I mean, I just don't think a lot of people would have predicted that. I mean, the announcement is made and, and obviously it's, it's pretty shocking considering not just the more recent news, but the fact that we know for sure you put a gun in Vince's stomach and held him up for cash and then ran his direct competition for all of those years. It just felt like something that wasn't supposed to happen, but it did. Right.
2: Yep. And that's, yeah, no, it just, I still look back, just kind of fascinating. The timing of it all crazy, 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 crazy. All right, go ahead.
1: Well, I mean, listen, we're having a good time talking about, you know, the happiness uh, of the reveal and, and all of that stuff. Um, do you think, or why do you think that anyone who had quote unquote heat with Vince always winds up coming back? Why do you think that is this in a way, probably going to come out a little bit wrong, but
2: remove me from the discussion. Just remove me from the discussion. Every person that I've, you know, come back into the fold or whatever it may be. Vince is a businessman.
1: He's going to do what's best for business.
2: He does end of story. And he doesn't emotionally, you know, people say, oh, he's a no good, writing blah, 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 or whatever it may be. Vince to his credit, but can be perceived as a real bad character flaw. Vince through the years, I'm sure doesn't get emotionally attached to baggage. And that's to me, to his credit, he looks at it. Okay. Today is, I think you just said January 7th, 2018. Is this the right business move? Is this you know, the, the, right thing. And, and obviously he thought it was now he could have chose and made the decision. No, we'll wait till 2019, which kind of would have said, let's see how he does. You know, if you, you look at that wellness program and, and the, the attach the dollars and cents to it, it ain't cheap. No, so there was an investment made in one of their prior talents who happened to hold him up with a 38 and 45, but ran out of position, but no, but, but, uh, you know, so, so there was an investment or an expense. Uh, I would have not been surprised at all in 2022 had the call not have come 2019. I'm still shocked to this day that it came less than two weeks out of treatment.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm not shocked that, uh, you're sleeping better than ever these days with that decision to go get help and, and be better. And you're sleeping better than ever. Thanks to chilly sleep. Of course, we know that the best way to, uh, achieve and maintain consistent, deep sleep is by lowering our core body temperature. And if you grew up in the South, you already know that, which is why you've lived with a ceiling fan in your bedroom exclusively. Uh, I've got friends in other parts of the country where that's not always uh, the thing, but it is here in the South. And Jeff can attest to that. I've never been in Jeff's bedroom, but let me assure you there's a ceiling fan up there, but we don't need it these days because Jeff and I are using chilly sleep. Chilly sleep makes customizable climate controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. Now, Jeff, you've been to my house. You spent the night here before back in the day. I used to crank the AC down. It was so cold. Eric Bischoff once told me you could hang meat in here. Well, I didn't need my laundry room or my dining room or my living room to be cold. I needed my bed to be cool. That's how I slept better. And I'm sleeping better than ever because now I have a temperature controlled mattress topper. It fits over my existing mattress. It provides me my you know, my ideal sleep temperature. I'm talking about Chili Sleep's Uler. They also make the Cube Sleep System. Here's how these work. You hook them up to your existing bed, literally just fit it over the top of your mattress. There's a little hose that goes out to a gimmick on the side of your nightstand. You put a little water in there, and no, it's not a water bed. No, there's not water in your bed, but they use that water to heat it up or cool it down, and man, all of a sudden now, using your phone you can determine what temperature you want your bed to be. Now, Megan sleeps a little warmer. She likes it a little warmer. I like it a little cooler. Either way, we're sleeping better than ever. Chilly Sleep helps us fall asleep, stay asleep, and gives us the confidence and energy to power through your day. I know I'm more productive because I wake up feeling refreshed. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Chilly Sleep can make that happen for you. They've done it for Jeff and I. Head on over to chillysleepcom forward slash my to learn more and save 30% off the purchase of any new Cube or Uler sleep system. Now, this offer is available exclusively for My World with Jeff Jarrett listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili, C-H-I-L-I, sleep.com slash my world to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up feeling refreshed every day.
0: Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen.
1: And Jeff, I don't think we can really tell this story without the big reveal. We're going to play the... uh, the package here that I think is fantastic that fans at home got to see that meant, Hey, Jeff's going to the hall of fame. Let's take a listen.
2: Hello folks. Jeff Jarrett here. That's double J J E double F J a double R E double T that's double J. You're going to hear a lot of that name coming up. From music city, USA. Double J! Jeff Jarrett! Ain't he great? Put the spotlight on me, baby. Double J's ready.
0: He was able to take that confidence, that arrogance... That's how you do it right there. ...and make it flashy, and some people didn't like him, but he didn't care about that. Double J is the ultimate entertainer. Ain't I great? The -the glow-in-the-dark glasses and the big, crazy strut. Strutting like he owned the place. Everybody's here to see Double J. Loud mouths want to be rock star.
2: The world's greatest singer, the world's greatest entertainer, the greatest wrestler in the world today. That's how the world's greatest wrestler does. I have soared straight to the top, and I wear the Intercontinental title proudly.
0: Jeff Jarrett's on the list of the greatest Intercontinental Champions. Brilliant!
2: We got a new Intercontinental Champion!
0: Double J Jeff Jarrett, victorious! Six-time intercontinental champion. Jeff yes, Jarrett
2: has won two titles. European and intercontinental champion. I am the greatest intercontinental champion. Whether you like it or not.
0: His job was to get people to hate him, and he definitely succeeded in that.
2: We don't need a lead-in. Back off, Jack. Ben, come on up here. Bad, bad, bad. It's a figure four. Oh, come on. Ben Stiller. Jeff Jarrett. It's the guitar. shit. Bad, bad, bad. Now don't you forget. That's J E double F. <laughs> J A double R A-double P That's double J Jeff Jarrett. And I'm going to leave you with three words. That's right. Ain't I great?
1: <laughs> so there you go. Jeff Jarrett's a hall of Famer man. That video has got me jacked. <laughs> Nobody does a better job than WWE on those. Do they?
2: Oh, it's always phenomenal TV work. It's what sets them. Uh, and, and I'm not talking wrestling. I'm talking. All things. Yeah. Fox and NBC sports and ESPN. And, you know, uh, just, uh, they've
1: it's up there they, with HBO to me.
2: Yeah, they, they have. And this sounds so, uh, I mean, they they are so good at taking their talent and literally making them larger than life. And and talking to an international call this morning, and they were like, well, anyway, and the guy, it was a finance guy, and I'm going, wrestling takes talent and monetizes them in every way. And the way they do that is you make people want to purchase pay-per-views and merchandise. Vince, they're the best at it. They, they are absolutely the best at it. it. just, they, they know how to craft a story through video.
1: So, you know, this segment's going to air. It's not a surprise. You know, it's going to air. I'm just curious from a family perspective, you bring, you bring Cody in, you bring Karen in. Does everybody sit down and watch together? What do you I, remember?
2: On the research? And I meant to respond uh, to Derek. I think NBC sports are the ones that broke the story that Monday morning. Uh, yes. One of the outlets, um, but and that's all done through WWPR. So I did the interview like on Thursday or Friday and they broke it around ten or eleven o'clock. And then it the 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 Hall of Fame package airs that night on Raw. And I, I don't remember look if we sat down, but I remember watching it. I don't think we sat down, and watched it live. Look, a lot as you know, kids in my house and folks going in lots of different directions and all that. Uh but it was when the story broke and, and it's like uh again, I was at gold's. Uh and I think it was 10 a.m. Let's just say I was in the gym when I knew the story broke. And when I went back to my phone, you know, just text, 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 text. I've told you this. You know who the very first text was. Yeah. Well, this kind of in another for the umpteenth time sort of validates. Oh, Jesus evolved. Christ.
1: It was real yeah. clear, wasn't it?
2: <laughs> yes, it was. I knew
1: you were gonna say that. <laughs>
2: it really was though. The Nature he was the very first text, which I thought was cool. I, I cool. do this day. is so yeah, it, he texts, uh, but yeah, um,
1: could, could, could guys who had been on the outside of WWE and, and been a big part of TNA for a while. I mean, would a guy like Kurt angle have a reaction to that. I mean, my gosh, like nobody would have thought you were going, you know what I mean? Nope. Like
2: nobody, it, you know, if you, if you run down the list of, of, um, TNA, uh, co-workers and peers and relationships and all that. A lot of folks that worked with me or for me at TNA, they, you know, they'd never been around me in the wwf so it was really, really foreign to them. Like, oh wow, uh, I mean, just yes, and 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 especially the younger guys. Uh, I don't want to name names, but I'm just saying, I, I'll, I don't want to categorize them, but the X Division guys, the younger guys on the roster, I got all kind of texts like, damn, dude how in the, in the, they would say, how did you pull this off? And I'm yes. like, well, <laughs> you know, I mean, no, but it's funny how people would, uh,
1: it's phenomenal is what it is. And it's cool to think about, you know, um, that Kurt went in a year prior, you know, yep. another guy who a lot of folks maybe wouldn't have thought would have been in, uh, yep. Dave wrote this and what would have been a surprise one year ago, no kidding. Jeff Jarrett 50 was officially announced on February 19th as being inducted into the WWE hall of fame. Jarrett's name was on a list we had mentioned a few weeks ago, although it was a surprise at first, but not really. WWE has always been about getting people back in good graces in the end that were perceived as enemies. For whatever the reason, Vince McMahon has always been big on that. After getting out of WWE-sponsored rehab more than a month ago, he was asked to be a part of this year's class. Pretty phenomenal, the idea that it's out there and... I don't know, maybe the most shocked of all was you guys, but in preparation for the event, you know, cause now, you know, all right, I'm going to go back and I'm going to see some folks I haven't seen in a long time. And I'm going to have to work on a speech. And this will be the, the first time I'm there on a WrestleMania weekend. in like, I don't know, almost 20 years. What was all that like to process?
2: Is a, a overload. Um, and is, you know, a, as, uh, in traditional fashion. You know, I my name was released on a Monday, and then when they started, I don't get too far ahead of us. But when they started talking about the other people going in in this class, I just kept kind of just scratching my head, like, what? You know, it, it all just you know one beat after another after another that that was a part of the class and how they were doing things. Um, I mean, down to the smackdown you know, the, the WrestleMania in 2018 was in new Orleans. So geographically look at new Orleans. Um, obviously the events on a Sunday back then, uh, these are prior to Friday night SmackDown. So the, the WrestleMania sort of rollout was, you know, raw on a Monday SmackDown on a Tuesday hall of fame event on a Friday NXT on a Saturday, Mania on a Sunday. Um of all cities leading into WrestleMania, leading into the Hall of Fame, where does WWE have SmackDown booked 5 days before Mania?
1: Nashville. How about that?
2: It's crazy. I mean, there were so many different things. We'll get into the class, but uh it just It, it, uh, gave me a lot of pinch myself moments, uh, from the time Corano called all the way up through mania.
1: It's such a cool thing to be a part of, but I am curious before we get there, was there anybody who reached out to you by text or phone or email or what have you, that you were shocked about that they reached out? Like, wow. I can't believe I heard from everybody,
2: but there were so many, I mean, I didn't expect to get a text from flair. I just didn't, you yeah. know, that, that quick. Um, I mean, th- th- there was business, uh, a, a couple of buddies here that have nothing to do with wrestling, uh, sent me emails. It that, you know, not that I needed to be reminded or, or aware, but the power of WWE's PR machine and where it got on that Monday, literally emails. I mean, business sector obviously in the wrestling space, uh, folks over in the UK news traveled quickly and it was overwhelming. The amount that came in, I'm just like, wow, this is, uh, some pretty heavy stuff.
1: I, um, I'm curious, is there one person that you were nervous about seeing or talking to like on site that you started to wrap your, your head around, I mean, was it Vince somebody else?
2: Well, it it goes without saying. I was going to cross paths with Vince McMahon face to face at some point. Whether I'm not sure when exactly it was, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was excited for that. I don't want to say I was nervous or anxious. I, I, I you know obviously the first thing that came to my mind I wanted to shake his hand and give him a hug and say thank you. Uh, I've 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 run organizations nothing comparatively speaking, but I've been the guy when the buck stops with me, and so it's very apparent buck stops with him. And he obviously didn't matter who suggested, who didn't suggest what the committee was, what the vote was, how they got together, how it arrived at that. It, the buck stops with him. And I was excited to, to, and there were so many folks I wanted to reconnect with and people, Sue Aitchison, who won the Warrior Award, you know, she reached out and handled some travel and ring sizes and the stuff you go through and the tucks and you know, I'm gonna be all over the place, but I'm like, okay, so now I've got to figure out what I'm wearing. And uh, my good buddy John Rich heard the news; he gave me a congratulations. And is like three hours after he congratulated me, I thought, John will be able to help me out about what I should wear. He's uh, got got relationships with different things. I text John; he said, "You'll be getting a call in about three minutes." The guys already excited. So his buddy called me and we figured out that black and white tux and yeah, it was, it was cool. I was excited to see, I just, I mean, road dog was there just the whole process of, um, again, going back to sobriety. It's like, okay.
1: uh, Not not, not so bad after all,
2: there is light, uh, uh, you know, light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a freight train.
1: Um, has anybody gotten more mileage out of a tuxedo than you did that cow jacket? One?
2: Hell no. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm proud to say it.
1: <laughs> it's phenomenal. But I'm going to tell you, anytime our guys are building graphics and they're like, oh, hey, which one should I use? And I'm like, are you seriously still asking that? There's one that's been approved for four years. That's oh, it. Well, no,
2: I, I've got a couple. Now with the hairs grown out, oh gosh, you got Paxis. He goes, I didn't recognize you with your hair grown out. I'm like, oh. Thanks. Cause a lot of folks say, I don't like you anyway. That's another d- discussion, but, um,
1: wait, you, yeah. they, they don't like the, the mini mullet you're, you're rocking that little Kentucky oh. waterfall you're working on.
2: You know what, you know what
1: Cody calls it? What you, you,
2: <laughs> you it, oh, dad, you got an Effie mullet.
1: <laughs> an Effie mullet. Well, listen, they, uh, the WWE posted something pretty cool. WrestleMania week, just a couple of days before you went in the hall of fame, they posted your pieces of your Wrestlemania diary and this is a conversation I think that was filmed inside your house I'm pretty sure Uh, let's track it here this is from WWE's YouTube who are you most excited to kind of reconnect with God see and and,
2: uh, let's just say I've got a few years under my belt so it's really hard to nail one because I think of it about people talent that, that was there when I was active and then I think about the guys that I help nurture along, there's that group. And then there's the people that, that are behind the scenes and some of the names that I've asked, are they still there? Yep, they're still there, that, that are off camera, that are part of the production. And you know, 25 years ago, I always had a ton of respect for the people in the production side of things because they're the ones that, that, that make us all look good. It's that simple. Um, but man, uh, the, the, the folks behind the scenes that I'm gonna get the opportunity to reconnect with Um, And then it goes without saying, um, uh, the last time I saw Vince was in Cleveland, uh, that I physically was in the same uh, space with him. So, to reconnect with him. Are you nervous? Yeah, I mean, I'm getting choked up, but, but it's just... did that I don't know
1: I think it goes back to we talk about tough roads and everything happens for a reason everything's happened for a reason everything's brought us to where we are now where Jeff is now and when you talk about seeing people and um, reconnecting with people um, I was talking about people that Jeff put in the business or gave gave them opportunities to shine and show what they had but there are a lot of people behind the scenes.
2: And- At the end of the day, he didn't have to do this. It's that simple. I'm sitting here thinking, why am I getting so, <laughs> so emotional? At the end of the day, they don't have to do this. <laughs> Not running business before, and so I think, oh man. The day's just getting started, too. It's going to It's just... (laughs)
1: mm. Pretty cool moment. Even to watch back and see how overcome you were with emotions. I mean, let's remember the context here. I mean, that aired on April 4th on YouTube, but it was filmed before that. And you're still pretty raw emotionally and trying to get your arms around this recovery thing. And now this real life blessing has just fallen in your lap. It was a lot to process, huh? Yeah. Um,
2: that was shot the day of SmackDown. That was a Tuesday and they were like, Hey, we would like to come to your home. And we'll just, you know, they said, Hey, <laughs> they said, we're going to get a few sound bites from you. Okay. Um, they rode with me to take kids to school that day, uh, just a couple of different things. And, um, so that was done like at six thirty in the morning and it just literally hit me out of nowhere. I obviously, you know, I just, man, it just, you're right. It coming out of, of, uh, treatment and processing all that and, and kind of a a day at a time, My life, the pieces of the puzzle were, were being put back together and then knowing that, okay, here, here it is. And manias that Sunday and, they're doing SmackDown and I knew I was going to get to see AJ and a bunch of guys that day. Um, and then the camera crew rolled in, um, and it was, I, would you know, hearing Karen's voice and her stepped in and she's like, she saw me, she knew I was emotional. Um, you know, this side of sobriety, I think I've cried more or gotten me more emotional than I did the other side in my prior 30 years. So, uh, I- anyway, it, it was, uh, but you know, again, just, had it been 2019, I can see easy to say, easy for me to say now, but he was so raw and fresh. Yeah. I think that dr- drove a, the, a lot of the emotion.
1: A couple of, uh, the boys text me. They listen religiously to the show. Thank you guys for listening, but I'll get texts every time you get emotional on the program from about half a dozen guys who text and say, oh, you did it again. You, oh boy! I, I like won't say that. their nicknames for you because that would reveal to you who some of them are, but they love when it happens on the program. Not that we're manufacturing it, but because it shows just the evolution. I mean, you talked about on the Owen episode, how you would really tucked away a lot of those emotions and just didn't deal with it. And now you're way more in touch. And so this podcast stands out in a really crowded wrestling podcast landscape because you're real, you're authentic. It's genuine. And uh, it's a good thing. So I'm glad you're in touch with that. And we're able to have these type of conversations because people need to hear this, you know, more than just, Oh, sold out, hanging from the rafters. You know, <laughs> w- w- we like that too. Uh, but the, the human side of Jeff Jarrett is, uh, is really awesome to see.
2: Hmm. Oh, Connie. I see. I made it through that. Uh, <clears throat> hearing Karen's voice got me right then. I knew it would. Yeah.
1: Um, you mentioned there was a story where you had a a friend of ours from out in LA, sort of shadowing you for the weekend, and he captured a moment with you and Vince where you guys saw each other for the first time. And is this the moment where he gave you the Hall of Fame ring that WWE posted, or is this a different no, moment? No, no, no,
2: no, no. So, um, before we get into Arash and that whole story, because Arash is a longtime buddy, and and um he worked at ESPN. He's a journalist. He now does some NXT work, but he had reached out and said, Hey, I'm going to be there. Uh, I'd like to shadow you, but I want your thoughts first, but I'll go through the proper channels to get it approved. And he went through all that. So I was really looking forward to that, but before I know what I was going to say, so SmackDown that day, did you know that is the first time just cause we're all in this crazy thing called life together. That's the first time that I would met at that time, Zach Ryder, really? you know, that's, that's, that's when me and Cardona for the first time. Now we had had obviously mutual friends and all this kind of stuff. So they captured that.
1: Oh, well, uh, you know what? Let's roll that right now. Here we go. What? Are you sticking up over me, sir? <laughs> that was AJ Styles. <laughs> that's Natalia. <laughs> That was Ryder.
2: Uh, yeah, good to see you, buddy. Double A. Good to see you. Buddy. How
1: are you?
2: Charles Robinson. You? You? You?
1: Charles Robinson.
2: You? <laughs> good to see you. you it's great.
0: <laughs> good man. Good you. Billy. Doing, man?
1: Billy Kidman. That's good, man. Awesome. Yeah, it was good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 A- you you. GS. I'm John Walker. Be
2: all dialed in. I
0: love my body. You're
2: working good, man. Good man. I'm glad you liked it.
1: I can tell that Michael Hayes, doesn't really like you. He didn't give you names,
2: <laughs> but I connected with him. You know, Shane was at SmackDown this day. Me and Shane had about a 15, 20 minute conversation That SmackDown in my hometown. And we did a bunch of sound bites with the AMG group, but that was a, 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 obviously can't document it all, but that was when I kind of, the light went off and got in my car and drove back home that night that I went, wow. I just attended a a WWE event and I was actually kind of welcomed.
1: You were welcomed backstage at a WWE event for the first time since 1999.
2: Okay. There you go. See, you always,
1: I mean, process that in theory, it it, it's, it's been 19 years since you've been there. Yep. And here you go. That's pretty awesome, dude. It was cameraman, um, you you
2: name it production, just the whole gamut of, of all of it was surreal and and um yeah it, it was really cool so um okay a rush yeah uh, off off to um you know again sue Achson had um run point on everything and got the tickets um you know we you can imagine Cody he was elated um just super hyped to go going down there with my daughters and and' we're, we're going down there and um i think we went on thursday because the event was on friday yeah saturday sunday yeah that um it was off we went and i was you know going to a big mega event like that and i don't have to produce anything or take any bumps conrad sign me up yeah you know I, i i don't i had never really had that um I'd never been to a big event or really a show that I didn't have a responsibility other than, okay, I got to walk on stage and talk from my heart and, and, and
1: give an accepted speech. I can do that. So yeah, I was pumped. So what was the story uh, about Vince from the rehearsal?
2: Oh, so Arash um, met me at baggage claim in new Orleans and, you know, at baggage claim and billboards and all that go check in. Uh, and so um, that would have been Friday morning um, they have us get over there at, at the, you know, a, a line time and, um, Carano came backstage cause we were kind of in a waiting room and said, Hey, um, Vince is going over something right now, but now, now's the time. Come on out here. So we walk out it's kind of stage, right. Just standing there. Vince has got headsets on and a who just sort of hung out in the crowd. And he was, taken where I was going to be seated that night. He's just going to go get, we call them B-roll shots that he wanted to document. And he's standing there and he is looking at me. And all of a sudden he sort of figure out what's going on. And, uh, Carano waits till Vince kind of has a break in him walking things through. And he just walked over and Vince, uh, you know, mid sentence and all that. And he finishes and he just turns around and that's the first time you know, it, it, and, and Arash captured it on film and took pictures of it. We shook hands and then a big hug and, you know, just looked at me and he said, welcome home. It was really cool.
1: Was really that cool. is cool. Well, the, uh, WWE posted, uh, a video that weekend, that same day you went in the hall of fame, Mr. McMahon gives Jeff Jarrett his hall of fame ring. This is from the WrestleMania diary series. It's two minutes. Let's track it here.
2: I am just telling Road Dog. <laughs> we're gonna have fun out there. It's gonna be emotional. I don't think there's any way around it, but uh, I hope I hold it together. I'm just to. No, it's gonna be fun. You know what? I probably. What time are you going? Five twenty. What do you see 5 20 Jam? Five twenty. Five twenty. Club.
1: Quartzite Club.
0: The
2: room. Can I squeeze Oh, baby, you look so
0: good! I'm nervous, to be quite honest with you. I know Jeff's probably nervous as well, but I'm... I'm nervous, too. You see, I can go out there, and I can talk, and I can run my mouth when it's just me running my mouth. But now I actually have something to say, and I have to say it about somebody I actually care about. So I want to get this part right. For those of you that know, okay. we've lately grown up together, literally. So we've been through a lot together, and we're still both kicking. So uh, it's kind of special on a
2: couple of levels for me. Well, you do not dick in my jacket. It's, uh, what do they call it, Mermaid. See, you go
0: there.
2: Mermaid. That's about the coolest thing. They don't don't have that that, mudlick. No, no, no. They don't have that Hey, I had a little kitchen suit made out of that one time. looked like something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they (laughs) got
0: pillows. Mermaid. He loves it. (laughs) Man, I'm getting that. Black and purple would be so live. Oh, look at it's this. It's entertainment. Well, exactly. <laughs> you yeah. all right with it? Oh, yeah. We
1: Boom.
0: Look at the gloves. Oh. right to this camera first. You smile here. Beautiful.
2: Well, I guess you could say it's official now, right? <laughs> Pretty cool. I would have thought 32 years ago.
1: No, no one, no one. Man, how cool is that?
2: I obviously couldn't see the video, uh, uh, but um, just the whole process. First class, they do the photo session to capture everything. Uh, Good old Hillbilly Jim, first time. And all those kind of emotions came back to me and memories. First time I met Hillbilly Jim. As 13 years old, Nashville Sports Arena. He went by the name of Harley Davidson. Just, I mean, I just, the first time I saw him, he was so big, had big on boots. Anyway, Bubba, Devon, Ivory, Mark Henry, the Warrior Award winner, JJ, um, Goldberg, the whole list. And just that whole induction process, the, you know, Triple H there, um, Vince, uh, as I call, I did catch that sound bite. Of course, he loved that tux. Uh, he, he did. He, 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 uh, joked with me a couple of times about that, uh, over, over the weekend. And then of course, road dog, you know, him being there and the situation we had been through, uh, over the, you know, just the last 120 days of this situation, it, it was all again, surreal in so many ways.
1: It's such a cool thing, uh, to, to go back and reflect on too. And And when you get. Side by side with Vince, you do the big double arm side hug, uh, pretty cool moment. And of course, when you give your speech, and by the way, the whole speech is available uh, on the Peacock Network. You should go check it out, including, you know, a you deserve it, crowd, or a you deserve it chant from the crowd. Uh, but you can't help but but put over Shawn Michaels as being the greatest wrestler ever, and saying that you think his match with you from July 95 might be your best match ever. And then you want to shout out your old running mates with the four horsemen, which we know is a stone face lie, uh, and the NWO, um, and the
2: Bullet club and a club. I referenced all three of them.
1: Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy when you think about it, but you get, you get emotional. You thank Karen, you thank the kids, you thank your dad, you thank your grandmother and you close out your speech with a poem. We've talked about poems on the show. This year Here we go (laughs) I mean talk about it Don't quit I need a pause Oh man
2: So uh, they assign A writer to you uh, Stevie G, uh, Steve Carreri, um, uh, and Brian talked glowingly about him. And he's like, Oh man, Stevie's going to be great. Um, and look, they kind of give you the do's and don'ts. And I had no idea really the expectations. Uh, but I, again, uh, for the first time in my life, uh, around 2017, 2018, um, I didn't just hear, I started listening in life. And it kind of resonated that don't go too long. And I'm like, yep, this is a TV show. It's also, you can wear out your welcome. What may be important to me may not be as important to others. Get up there and just kind of say your thank yous, say what needs to be said. Don't overthink it. Don't overtalk it and don't wear out your welcome. Um, that was kind of a mentality. So me and CBG sat down and kind of went through some things. And I had, I'll say, a bunch of notes. Uh, again, you can imagine this. I came over prepared, But, um, look, I just wanted to give the, the rough outline of it. Obviously, the Intercontinental title was a huge part of my uh, WWE career. Um, you know, Sean, that situation, uh, that relationship, um, you know, it, it really cemented me. Uh, in so many ways, Scott and, and uh, Kevin and, and then the Sean match. And, and then just, you know, and Stevie is the one I remember him saying, let's reference Four horseman, um, NWO, and then a club without saying the bullet club. Uh, that's how we sort of danced around that. But the one thing that I wanted to get in there because my very first promo in all of wrestling, my dad had me read the poem. Don't quit. Uh, it has stuck with me
1: when things go wrong as they sometimes will when the road you're drudging seems all uphill when the funds are low when the debts are high and you want to smile but you have to sigh when care is pressing you down a bit rest if you must but don't you quit life is queer with its twists and turns as every one of us sometimes learns and many a failure turns about When he might've won, had he stuck it out. Don't give up though. The pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Success is failure turned inside out with silver tint of the cloud of doubt. And you can never tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems so far. So stick to the fight when your heart is hit. It's when things seem the worst that you must not quit.
2: And that, that put it into words, what I had just gone through, you know, the timing of it all. Oh man. Um, that that's the only thing that I'm like, I really want to get this in because the irony of it all, April 6, 1986 and April 6, 2018, 32 years to the day, just all of it coming together. And my dad's the one who I thought it was so damn corny on my first promo I'm like, you know, you can imagine an 18, 19-year-old kid. You want me to read poetry on a wrestling show? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but how true it stuck to it because everything, the ups and downs, that that was it. So that's what I wanted to get in. And, um, you know, Vince and, and company, but Vince wanted us to sing the song. So um, I felt good before I walked on stage that I wasn't going to go too long. I knew what I was roughly had you know, the crowd interrupting and, and the cheer and, you know, that, that's something that, you know, I watched this year, um, and, and had the arena and it's after SmackDown, it's a long night. And, you know, Taker did a awesome speech. Uh, but the people that came to the hall of fame, um, you know, that, that event in new Orleans is a standalone event and that reception they gave me, man, I got chills just standing there. Uh, but, um, I'm glad I made it through the speech. Uh, and then me and Brian went out and absolutely butchered the song. Oh, it was a disaster.
1: I find it interesting that, uh, you said Vince wanted you to sing the song. Why why was that important to Vince? Do you think?
2: I think he, again, I'm going to go back to promoter cap or executive producer cap. He wants entertainment. He, He doesn't want a 30 minute, um, you know, getting in the weeds, getting granular, if you will, he, he wants it. you know, that was the direction that I took and that I was given to me be concise, get out what needs to be said. And in as much of an entertaining fashion, that's why we did the, that came up on the fly about Christian and edge. I went to them. They put the red nose on me, which was Owen's last rib. Yeah. Um, That, that I thought that paid a great tribute to Owen in, in a way that, you know, I got emotional when they asked me that, that night, uh, or that morning, um, I think it was the morning of the hall of fame. Uh, I've, as got, a part I've, got,
1: of I've got that. Let's roll it. Oh, wow.
2: Thinking about the journey and I went and... without a doubt he would, uh, he'd be trying, uh, trying to make me forget my speech. God, I'm a mess, Oh uh, man. Um, yeah, he, he would definitely be uh, bringing a smile to everybody's face, making me forget my speech, spilling coffee on my tux, um, hiding one cowboy boot, <laughs> um, walking out with my cowboy hat on. I mean, there's no telling what he would do. I, I'm just sitting here thinking that does put a smile on your face. What, what would he do? And that's the things so he would make the most mundane situations or the boring situations or sitting around an arena. He would certainly pass the time. Uh, so.
1: It's a shame. Owen wasn't there to see that he would have had fun with it for sure.
2: You know, and that's a lot of the emotion, uh, process of, you know, and I'm definitely not relating this to, uh, well, you know, survivals survivors, remorse. Owen is, is, is so hall of fame worthy, you know, not, not just, uh, him to be there for, for, for my ceremony, but for him to be in, you know, and, and, uh, him experience the fun and the joy and the laughter and the cutting up. And, you know, if he would have been there that night, he would have done something like that, hit my boot or just all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. But again, that's, you know, the, the layers of WWE production, but their producers behind the scenes, uh, they capture, uh, not just the emotion. Um, you know, we went in that, uh, hotel and, uh, we were doing different things and they said, Hey, let's sit down and talk about Owen. And I went, Oh boy, here we go. So, um, anyhow, emotional week to say the least.
1: But I I do want to ask one more thing before we talk about what happened afterwards, uh, or I guess two. um, would you have liked to have had your father there? He was there. I'm saying in terms of, I don't know what the relationship was like at that point. Like, yeah, yeah.
2: It, it was pretty good. Um, he flew in. So there's a Friday night. So they could not, they had to catch, they didn't catch the morning flight. They had, my dad had business or something. They got in that afternoon. I was already backstage. Um, so I, you know, I didn't get to hang out a lot, but what happened was exactly uh, supposed to happen. He was there. Um, you know, he, he got to have a conversation. Uh, I believe him and Bruce chatted that night. Um, uh, I think they actually had a chicken salad sandwich together, but that's that's rumor in and innuendo. But uh,
1: no, but um,
2: no, it, I, it was it, what happened was exactly what was supposed to happen.
1: There was never any consideration for anybody else. I mean, you knew it was going to be road dog to induct you, right? Like that was your first and only pick.
2: Without question. Just for multiple reasons.
1: The other thing I wanted to ask about, there's a report where Meltzer said you weren't allowed to mention TNA. Uh, is that true? Were you directed not to mention TNA? I don't recall that. Um,
2: so to put it. To clarify this, we're talking April of 2018. Yes. At that stage, myself and Anthem were not on very good terms. Right. So that's a part of the umbrella, a part of the picture. Just add in
1: context to why you didn't mention it. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Um, of course that same weekend, uh, you're going to be shown ringside uh with Dustin Rhodes during the NXT takeover from New Orleans you do a run in at my, at my live show with Bruce Pritchard at the uh, <laughs> uh House of Blues the check's still in the mail on that yes uh, sir and then you're introduced in front of the crowd at WrestleMania 34 and you get a pretty good reaction but being back at WrestleMania on the stage uh, i mean who would have thought right
2: well it's a gift that GIF that keeps on giving uh, doing rehearsals and this and that. And, uh, the camera, the handheld guy said, now well, I'll point for you to wave. And I said, I'm going to strut. He goes, Oh, fantastic. So we rehearsed it earlier that day uh, of mania. So, um, yeah, that was a cool, that was a cool moment, obviously for all of us, but, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. The, the NXT event, um, you know, I, I thought about this coming in
1: days, what a rabid fan base, it was as close to the ECW crowd as we're going to get. I think in 2018,
2: that NXT fan base was bananas, was bananas. I'll just leave it there. Yeah.
1: Um, of course, when you're out there at WrestleMania on the stage in front of all those folks, considering what was right behind you in the rearview mirror and what had happened 20 years prior. And you probably had a Woodrow. You didn't even need a blue chew, but it's time to dig yourself out of that winter hibernation boys. Spring is here. Let's get sprung with blue chew. This episode and Jeff's hall of fame wiener are sponsored by blue chew. Guys confidence can take you far in life. It can also help you in the bedroom when it comes time to, uh, step up to the plate. And that's where blue Chew's looking for the hot tag, baby blue chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but In chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Now you can take these dudes anytime, day or night. So you can plan ahead or be ready for a run in whenever an opportunity arises. Now, the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Now here's the best part. It's all done online. That means no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door, all in a discreet package. But, buddy, there won't be anything discreet about this. It's going to feel like they got a guitar busted over their head. So, if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And, man, have we got a special deal for our listeners? Try Blue Chew free. That's right, free. When you use our promo code, MyWorld, at checkout, just pay the $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is MyWorld. To receive your first month for free, visit blue for more details and important safety information. And we thank blue Chew for sponsoring today's podcast. So we're not done though, because unbelievably a relationship is going to flourish. Did you ever expect that that would be the result of, of popping back up here? I mean, it, I'm sure it felt good and I had to cross your mind, but it did, did it still seem maybe far fetched that you would wind up working with WWE in some form or fashion?
2: In April of 2018, and everything happening so quick, I thought, without question, I'd be lying if I said that there's an opportunity. I just wasn't really sure, like, where or what, or maybe what's the, 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 like, what it would look like. Um, You know, I, I knew NXT as a brand, sort of where that was at at the time, and Um, on one of those, uh, WrestleMania, you run up and down to the green room and have appearances and bouncing back and forth. And, uh, I ran across, uh, triple H and Stephanie, uh, they were headed out one door and I was crossing paths and I thanked both of them and I appreciated it, uh, everything they'd done. But I, I just wasn't real sure where, where life was going to take me, but I just kind of sat back and said, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But I had... I had, I guess I don't say multiple, but I had a couple of conversations with road dog and like, you know, what do you think? Is there something there? Is there not something there? And he's like, I have no idea, Jeff, you know, as well as I do, we were both surprised off this situation. Let's just see where life takes us. And that's just kind of the attitude, uh, that I just took it from that point. Okay. And again, I did uh, a couple of spoken word tours and the bookings and AAA, And, and again, uh, I was working pretty consistently on, uh, working on a project with fight, uh, and that got up to the following January. Uh, but then that's when, uh, the, the next phase of my career took a different path.
1: Surprise entrant in the 2019 Royal rumble match coming in at number two. How do you remember this coming to be? Who came to you? Was it road dog or somebody else?
2: Know, before we get into that, when was the first star cast?
1: Uh, that would be, uh, late August, early September, 2018.
2: Yeah, so that's when we did our first working together as from business partners. Yep, that those kind of things and the success off of, of of that that I knew again the the it took a while and fight flipping, pardon the pun, but not flipping from flip to fight. It Just and it, it's it's amazing where things are at now uh, in the streaming world. But um, so it's funny how okay we started working together. Uh, and then God, they were, I'm trying to think there was something Russell Cade was that, 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 that fall anyway, it's too much in the weeds. So what were you saying? January
1: Royal rumble Royal rumble who, who put that together
2: again, uh, my old pal, Mark Carano, he called. And so you're going to do a little Google here in a minute, but Royal rumble. I think I had less than two weeks. That's how close it came down. Like, Hey got a call, uh, text from Mark said, Hey, uh, you got time. Paul wants to talk to you. And I said, uh, I'm in the gym. Give me a half hour and and we'll chat. So, um, called conversation and it was a one, two, Hey man, we'd like for you to be in the rumble. You up for it? Well, of course, (laughs) I'm in the gym, you know, uh, and I was wrestling. I don't say full time, but I I was wrestling. And, uh, and then we, we'd kind of like for you to, look at being a producer we'll see if you like it or not but that would be uh it it happened in the same call
1: so you come do the uh the royal rumble you're working with elias a big old guitar shot leads to your elimination did you think that was a a one-time deal i mean the night after on raw you and road dog interrupt elias sing with my baby tonight and once again elias lays you both out with guitars did you think this was just sort of one, two punch and done, or did you know, Hey, I'm going to get an opportunity to be backstage again. You know, our
2: old buddy Dave hero. Yep. Saturday, the day before Royal rumble, I was in Milwaukee at a, uh, uh, ice hockey game, signing autographs and, um, flew from Milwaukee to Phoenix. Uh, and the folks that I was with in Milwaukee, of course, I couldn't tell them where I was headed. Uh, but the following day and yes, I did think that as far as an on-screen character, it was going to be a, a one and done. Um, and then when I got to the building and that I heard that me and Elias were one and two, it just, to me, it clicked. It was, it was kind of a perfect way. Of course I'd like to have, you know, been in there a little bit longer, but it's irrelevant uh, while I'm in there. And people to this day will still come up and, oh man, we loved you when you made your return appearance and how quickly they forget that I was in there for 30 seconds, right? You know, they, They don't, it's the
1: The moment before. Yeah.
2: That's it. Oh my God, he's here. Oh, wow. Okay. Boom. Strut, guitar shot. He's out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it was, they remember the moment. It's not about winning and losing. It is, uh, creating those moments and uh, connecting emotionally. I've sounded like a broken drum, but that's, that was what happened. And then we did the, uh, appearance the next night. Yep. I thought
1: that's it. When did you get the, the invitation to join the deal and, and become a part of the program again, backstage?
2: So, um, it was, I think in that initial conversation I had with Paul, I told him, oh God, I'm, I'm open for anything. I'd like to contribute. Uh,
1: to be clear like, when you're saying Paul, you mean Hunter my bad Hunter, Triple H, yes yeah just want to make sure everybody understands what we're talking about
2: yeah um i told him that i'd I'd love to contribute in in, in more ways than than producing um as you know conrad I, I like the whole ball of wax whether whatever it may be and so it went from that uh to producing um the following night after no i didn't do the following after night at rumble because i was actually working then the next week um i don't know how it went down but I guess they like me and Road Dogg getting our ass kicked with Elias. They wanted to bring it back and, um, you know, actually have a match and and everything that went with that. And then uh, out out of that conversation, um, Paul came up to me and said, hey, Vince wants you to come up to Stanford and have a one-on-one with him. So that happened about three weeks after the Rumble appearance.
1: Who's going to take care of your family if something happens to you? What would they do without your income? If you don't have a plan, you need to go to goliathlife.com. Get a quick quote for more than 20 carriers. You don't even have to leave the house. If you need a medical exam, they'll send somebody to your house or office. You're in total control. You pick the rates, you pick the payments, you pick the terms. You're in total control, but it gives you and your family peace of mind. What if something happens to your income? Hurry to goliathlife.com. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? SaveWithConrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at SaveWithConrad.com. The Torch reports that you were hired because of your knowledge and experience being 30 plus years in the business, and at the same time, a lot of guys are brought in as agents like Shane Helms, Sean Davari, Abyss, Sanjay Dutt. Just to add context to this. This is the very beginning of 2019. This is just weeks after AEW is announced. And a lot of people have thought maybe Vince was trying to take some pieces off the board. What do you think of that?
2: I don't know. I mean, that's, that's, you know, um, where there's smoke, there's fire on the one hand, then on the other hand, I, I don't look, I obviously wasn't there. So, um, let me ask this, and
1: yeah, you, I don't know because what you can say or Smackdown, not say.
2: SmackDown was on the horizon and splitting crews. Yeah, you know, when producer. you're saying on
1: the horizon, you mean in terms of uh, this Golden is Friday nights. Bruce is going to come at, come back in February 2019, yep. and it won't be too much longer. Eric Bischoff will be announced as coming back, and Eric's going to one run one brand and, and Haman another, and Fox has got SmackDown now, so there's a lot of moving parts. But I think a lot of people look back at that period and they say, well, this was some gamesmanship because, you know, Vince didn't want some of these guys winding up in a W Sanjay Dudd, of course, did, and Pat Buck did. And a handful of others, I guess the question is, did you ever have any contact with Tony Khan in this era?
2: No, none, none. And the thing that, because just taking a step back when they got the Fox deal, and new is going to Friday nights. That was in the summer of 18. I think it's a pretty long ways out right then. They knew that the company was radically being changed from a production point of view. And I say production, everything behind the camera. Uh, So I kind of think the wheels are in motion. at the very latest late 2018. And, you know, the producers aren't and, Fit and there was a the group. So I, I think they realized they're not going to do both shows. So, I don't know.
1: It's, it's a good point to ponder. Only Vince really knows. <laughs> so, uh, Meltzer would write this regarding Bruce Pritchard. He's not the number two guy in creative or anything at quite that level, but we'll have influence. <laughs> he was described as now working full-time with the, t- with the term revol- roving consultant used although we don't know what's the official title. He was described as being a guy in the process, but when it comes to influence, he would be below Paul Levesque, Brian James, Dave Kapoor, and Ed, K- Ed Koski. One person has heavily praised how Jeff Jarrett has been handling himself since coming, and he said that he thinks Jarrett will wind up being more influential as well. Pritchard and Dana Warrior were among four new people hired who were not on the writing team, although are consultants in some form. Dana has been looking for a regular gig in the company and wanted to be on creative. So this is a way of testing her out and she may end up on the writing team and is being groomed for that possibility, but isn't at this time. The line about her being able to give a woman's perspective was hers. Although WWE has a few women on the writing team who have been praised to us. Uh, so there you go. Uh, we don't have to address anything in there except Jeff jarrett has been handling himself well. Um, <laughs> I don't know what they expected. Maybe you were going to put a gun in him or what, but I guess the next week Meltzer would say this as noted last week, the belief is that Jeff Jarrett will end up being very influential or at least become a key guy and creative. One person involved felt watching how Jarrett plays the game that aside from triple H and key writers like Ed Kosky, Dave Kapoor, Brian James, and Michael Hayes, and perhaps Paul Heyman, that he'll be the most influential guy there before long. Jarrett is known for being very charming as far as if you work with him and he has the ability to very quickly make you feel like he's a friend plus with a lot of the current wrestlers having grown up watching him as a wrestler and knowing he ran his own company that gives him some authority when talking to the talent that a non-wrestler isn't going to have particularly with a generation of wrestlers who grew up as fans, but not business fans. He had his downfall and impact due to issues related to drinking. But since his rehab, there have been no reports of any issues, pretty nice little, uh, I don't know. It almost feels like Meltzer's being complimentary here. I don't know how to respond.
2: Oh, Dave. How about that? Every now and then he, uh, (laughs) throws a bone out there, but no, uh, and I, until the research I'd never heard or certainly read, read that, I'm like, wow. oh, Oh, Dave that out there, but no, uh, obviously through his sources, he heard all that, but yeah, it it was uh, it was definitely an interesting, and again, Conrad here, here's a little more context. Um, when I left in 99, it wasn't publicly traded and it certainly wasn't 1200 employees deep and offices all over the globe and, uh, two separate writing teams and writer's assistants and just the massive side of it, yeah size of it. And, Eight ten uh, producers times had changed in those 19 years to say the least.
1: Let's do uh, we got a ton of questions. There's no way we'll get to them all. Uh, and, and we're going to talk about your WWE run some other time, uh, just because we went so long today on the hall of fame. And I wanted to make sure we we framed it properly and gave the right context. But, uh, I do want to talk about what your day-to-day was and things like that uh, at some point in the future, but what a, what a success story you know, to start this program the way we did and talking about it being maybe the worst period of your professional life. And now, you know, very quickly you're in the hall of fame and on a year, less than a year later, you're back with the company. But here's the real question. Matt wants to know, Jeff, why wasn't Bruce Pritchard mentioned on your hall of fame speech and or a part of the song and dance when you did with my baby tonight with road dog, Bruce Pritchard was a huge part of making that relevant again.
2: What the hell is I thinking? Hell, I went on stage for the second time free the 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 day before Mania uh, or the day after the Hall of Fame speech. No, but uh, that was fun during your show. I don't know. You know, I don't know if Stevie G if 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 that was too inside baseball. I wonder. Uh, and I certainly wasn't completely in tune with how much you and Bruce had done. I knew you did a bit, and so uh, you know, we did it in Orlando uh, did it in, um, that was another cool thing. I remember today going into the research when me and Karen snuck in the back door and she's like, we're going shopping. We're doing this. We're doing that. I go, no, honey, we're going to the house of blues and I'm going on stage. She's like, what? Anyway, I snuck up the back, uh, steps. old JBL gave me a big hug and very complimentary, uh, about my speech. Um, and, uh, he's like something to the effect. Yeah. Go out there and sing what made you famous kid anyways, tongue in cheek, but, uh, Good question there. Top guy, <laughs>
1: uh, Brad Stanton wants to know, Jeff, when you returned to WWE in two years, how do you plan on joining and breaking up the bloodline? Well, joining
2: is I'm just going go to go to Roman and say, you know, <laughs> that Rodney. No, I'm kidding. Oh man.
1: Uh, Mitchell wants have, to know Jeff
2: started all this sh- sh- just total nonsense. But,
1: um, I've been down since day one. And oh, excuse me, listen to you, <laughs> Mitchell Barnett wants to know Jeff out of all your incredible accomplishments in the wrestling business, notably becoming and leading the four horsemen, uh, where does being inducted into the WWE hall of fame rank amongst them,
2: you know, later the four horsemen.
1: No, in seriousness, now winning the WCW world title, w- winning the intercontinental title, winning the WCW world title, getting a, a, a television deal for your promotion that you started. WWE Hall of Fame. Those have got to be like sort of your Mount Rushmore moments, right? Sure. Yes.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to say one. The Hall of Fame, because of how it happened,
1: when it happened. It's more emotional than some of the others, probably. By far. Yeah.
2: And and and, and I'll say this. Here this will put it. Look, the Intercontinental title, I guess I had the skill set or the world title, right time, right place, maybe the skill set. I had zero control like none that makes it very special to me. like uh, the accomplishment. I had nothing to do with it. It's, it's out of completely out of my hand. So
1: special John M wants to know, how over was that tuxedo with the boys?
2: Whew. You saw a little bit of it on that video clip or heard a little bit on that video clip. Uh, it's affectionately known around the Jared household as, Oh, your hall of fame jacket That's it. That's the black of literally it's kind of been named that.
1: So it's unbelievable because I mean, <laughs> I think for four solid years, almost even right now, if you go to double J that's the same jacket y'all. He just had silver Photoshop that shit. No, they, no,
2: no. I've got three of them. I've you do not. Yes, I do. That's Photoshop.
1: I've never seen it. I don't believe it. <laughs> That, that one photo, I mean, literally every panel we did at StarCast. Hey, Jeff, what picture should we use? He'd send me the same one over and over. What about this one?
2: And, and I wish I had other ones. Uh, WWE did some corporate headshots, but, but, but Salvation Army requested that photo like in 2000, mid-2018, and the LLS Society at, uh, asked. I sent both of them a couple of different ones. They picked those out. I kid you not they pick them out.
1: Of course they do. You look cool in that one. And some of those other WWE ones, you got your stupid blazer on, you look goofy. I'm trying right. to tell guys, I'm trying to tell Jeff all the time. Like when we did our show in Dallas, he goes to put his jacket on. and I'm like, what are you doing? Take that off. Not the hall chastise- of fame me. jacket, but Straight up chastise me. I mean, you look like, you're here to talk to us about term life insurance and you got these guns. <laughs> what the hell? Let's show them shits off. Like, come on, let's do it.
2: Oh, Conrad, we got a show coming up in the month of June. You're going to be proud of. I'll just leave it at that.
1: I can't I, wait. Uh, and I can't wait before we get there. You're going to be at doublejlive.com. You and road dog at the nerd bar. It's all out, or I'm sorry, double or nothing weekend in Las Vegas. So the same day as the AEW pay-per-view, but a matinee opportunity. So before you go to the big AEW pay-per-view, come on down to the nerd bar. Enjoy our pal road dog. And, uh, and Jeff Jarrett telling some stories you can't hear anywhere else on the program. Uh, it's not going to be recorded. We're not going to air it here. We're not going to air it on, uh, on road dogs channel. Some stories that are not, uh, we'll just say PG. There's something we don't want to record and let everybody hear. Uh, but a select few, they're going to get to hear them. So make sure you're one of them at doublejlive.com. By the way, next week is our one year anniversary of my world. We'll be talking about the Fox sports network and how you guys got your promotion on TV for the first time. It's a hot button topic coming off of our lockdown episode. We'll talk about how that deal came to be, uh, the impact, no pun intended. It had on TS, uh, or on TNA and why Fox sports and, and FSN became the thing. And how exactly Tom Arnold was involved before we get into that, as we're putting a bow on this show, we got one last question. I saved it for last. Oh boy. Wesley Ramsey wants to know. Think we'll ever see the Last Outlaw Jeff Jarrett in WWE?
2: Oh my gosh, I have no control over that. You never know. What do you mean do you, you, do you have no that?
1: control over that?
2: I don't make those decisions. Well, just what pick up the phone and text
1: Bruce. Although, if you believe what you read, he doesn't have that much influence. But you could just t- you could text Bruce, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and be like, hey man, hypothetically, what if <laughs> no. I put some baby powder in this guitar, hit somebody over the head with it? What if the last outlaw just roamed into WWE land and hit Ezekiel over the head and he came back to his census and became Elias again, started playing guitar. He became one of your followers. I'd love it. Y'all could make towns. I I think you could have a 18 month, 24 month run before you hold up Vince again. Now listen, if you want me to drop this belt to Roman, do I need
2: to go 18, 24 months, Conrad? We got a lot to do on that promotion that you don't want to start and are not starting. So the last outlaw.
1: <clears throat> well, they are, we are definitely not starting our own promotion that will have matches this summer. Definitely <laughs> not. Uh, but, you know, once once you've held me up for money too. Uh, then Oh,
2: here we go. <laughs> here we
1: go. Oh, SummerSlam is
2: coming to Nashville. It's the, I say that, that, uh, it is a,
1: what a buzz. What, you know, what if you got to crack Roman in the head with a guitar at SummerSlam Titan stadium, tighten up, baby. Tighten up, baby. Conrad. I love it. Conrad's
2: got the pencil. Conrad's got the pencil. No. Um, tell you what Nashville soccer team. I mean, Nashville is exploding. You've heard the talk about a new stadium. That's crazy. It is. It reaches right up the road from you, pal. So, uh, No, I enjoyed this episode today, Conrad. Thank you.
1: I know that we were, listen, I I definitely want to talk more about your day-to-day life with WWE. I don't know what you can share or not share, but I felt like today was such a happy, feel-good story. We started with, with, with bad stuff. And then we we wound up on a high note. And I think really there's only one way to finish it. And it's with a little clip from the hall of fame. This is Jeff and road dog next week. Jeff and I will be back right here on my world talking about Fox sports net. But for now. Let's send them home happy. Let's give the people what they want.
0: Peace. I think you might need this cowboy hat for this one. Heck, I'm even going to put one on. You know what? Hit our music. <laughs> <laughs> turn it up. The words are right up there, guys. If you know I'm along, Godfather, I know you know the words. Shane? Daniel, I know you you sang it last
2: week to me. In the locker room. Spend my days working hard on the go. With the hands on the clock. Keep spinning too slow. I can't
0: wait to be alone with my baby tonight. Here we go. This is
2: your part. My baby's gonna wrapped around a little finger. finger knows well that I will walk spine, back to me. the This is your part, the hot part. We we'll leave worry in the world behind.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's true. Oh, I got I a one track,
2: track,
0: track, track mind. <laughs> <track laughs> oh, these these things weren't out
2: here in rehearsal. Oh my gosh. Bouncing all over the place. What a disaster that was. But it was a lot of fun. And I know when we got backstage, we laughed our ass off, looked at each other and said, what just happened? But to to put a button on the whole thing is we got done singing, came around the back and somebody was out there and said, Hey, do you want to walk up here? And I walked up there. Vince was already standing up. Another big hug. He thanked me and Brian. He, 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 you know, I think more than anything, we stayed on time. We didn't go too long.
1: And we didn't go too long today. Boys and girls, thank you for tuning in to another episode of My World. We'll be back next week Took an all things Fox Sports Net. But before we get out of here, I just want to say in a loud and clear voice Bruce sang it better. We'll see you next week right here on the show. Amen.
0: John brings his skewed sense of humor, Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on, right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search BLEAV on YouTube or wherever you listen.